Hello. Hey. <laughs> All work and no play, Simon. <laughs> I'm putting in long hours today. <laughs> well, let's get into it then. Okay. Okay. You kind of take it from here, usually. Oh, boy. Um, sorry, folks. Uh, folks, you <laughs> have got to welcome back to another episode of Maybe Next Time. I am your host, William, with my co-host, Simon McCormack. Nets Nation, who cares about mortgaging your future when you can have a 500 ball club? (laughs) We are back as we are each and every unrelenting week to talk all things Nets Nation. Simon, we're recording on Monday evening this week, a break from tradition, a break from the past. We've been putting episodes out on Saturday. Oh, thanks for... uh, Turning your video on. This is nice. Yeah, I'll keep it on for as long as I can while this hot spot is cooking. <laughs> so we've been doing it Saturday nights. We're doing it Monday night. Simon, we're a listener, right? A hypothetical listener. We won't. We don't. We don't know anything more about them other than they listen to maybe next time. Mm-hmm. There, they have a feeling. Positive or negative regarding the change in day that we're recording this from Saturday to Monday. Where would you recommend that listener? Again, <laughs> fictionalized, hypothetical listener. We know nothing more about them. Where would you recommend <laughs> they tell us about that? Folks, if you have thoughts on when you'd like us to record the podcast, first of all, hats off. <laughs> That displays a remarkable amount of of, of uh, caring um, that, frankly, William and I perhaps don't deserve. But if you do have a feel one way or the other about the day during which we, we podcast, please let us know at maybe next time at gmail.com. Or hit us up on social, slide into our DMs, maybe next yes. time on Instagram. Or Twitter. We bring it on both platforms. Um, Simon, would you give a tip of the cap to that listener? Yes, I would give a tip of the cap. Um, I do think that um, you should be aware of uh, certain labor laws that um, penalize overtime uh, work without proper compensation. Uh, when deciding what day you think we should uh, record, but again, that's up to you. Just, just get, tell us how you feel. How do you feel about it, Simon? No judgment. Uh, I really like recording on Saturdays. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know how I feel yet. I'm kind of enjoying it. I mean, I, I hate the fact that I'm returning to the seat and screens that I've been in literally all day. Right. Um, mm-hmm. In my, my work-from-home paradise over here. But, um, you know, it's kind of if – if your day's ruined with work all day, it's kind of nice to have uh, something that could arguably be called enjoyable to look forward to at the end of it. 
Sure, a little a little cherry on top of the shit Sunday. <laughs> Speaking of Sunday, Simon, yesterday was Super Bowl Sunday. Yes. Um, now you're a Nets fan first, but but just behind your Nets fandom is your love of the NFL and um, its championship game. How are you feeling? 24 hours or so after Tom Brady takes home big number seven. Um, congratulations to Tom Brady. And his, and his family. I don't think, right, exactly. I don't think that guy gets enough credit, um, <laughs> despite the fact that everyone loves him, or at least grudgingly acknowledges that he's very good. So I just want to add my voice to that lonely fight of near everyone and say, Tom Brady... Good job, buddy. <laughs> Tip of the cap, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> you, if, if, if you, by the way, Tom Brady, if you want to express your gratitude for that sentiment, maybe next time at gmail.com. Hit us up on MNT, baby. So, of course, Simon, this being another week in Nets Nation, we have a tremendous amount to talk about. We... It seems like we are ricocheting back and forth between <laughs> extreme highs and extreme lows. Last week, I think we were on maybe a four-game winning streak. This week, we come into it on a two-game losing skid. We've just lost Kevin Durant inexplicably for the second time, uh, in spite of his body being absolutely overflowing with uh, antibodies. Mm. Um that still does not shield him from seemingly arbitrary benchings by the NBA. What is your uh, reaction to that whole bizarre Raptors? Uh, he has to come into the game late and then is asked to leave early out of a quote unquote abundance of caution on the NBA's behalf. Right. So, William, walk with me, talk with me here. I have an analogy that is built built for you i think all right so, so we're, we're in like an aaron sorkin style television it, drama right now we it, are exactly. we are flying through the halls of power exactly conversing exactly. with one another okay so um you know i i i i think you read some of this i unfortunately read more of it than i think you did just because it reiterates the same point over and over again but there was that book by charlie savage uh, of the New York Times, who basically wrote a very long book with the central premise that under George W. Bush, the war on terror basically was justified by simply saying if the president, as the commander in chief, wants to do something in regards to national defense, he can do it. Anything he wants to do um, is legal. The Obama administration wanted to reach those same conclusions basically like yes we should be able to kill anyone at any time in any place without any due process um but we don't want to have this gauche sort of justification that like the president can just do that we have to lawyer it out and layer on a bunch of of uh, legal um explanations so with that as a backdrop let me actually give you the answer that you wanted um <laughs> i think that 
The NFL is basically the Bush administration, okay? Largely Republican-leaning. Their way of dealing with COVID was to basically say, fuck it, America's back, we're doing it, and we're going to get through this season uh, come hell or high water. Eat shit if you don't think we can do it. Um, And the NBA is sort of the Obama administration, and they, you know— like, oh, we've got, you know, a team of scientists and experts. We're consulting constantly on this highly technical and highly specialized COVID protocol system. Don't worry. We're really prioritizing our players. We're exercising an abundance of caution, as you said. Um, but ultimately, it's for the same exact goal, which is money. Both the NFL and the NBA want to make money. That's why there's an all-star game coming up. Um that's not out of an abundance of caution, as our friend of the show, Steve Lichtenstein, pointed out. There's no way you can use that kind of language and then say, hey, let's have a meaningless game. Um, but, yeah, it's just a similar – it's just it, – I don't know. I think it's just like they're kind of making it up as they go along. They don't clearly don't want to cancel games, um, so they don't want to go that far to protect people. But as, like, James Harden, et cetera, were pointing out, like – Kevin Durant, if he's a danger to player safety, well, he was in the locker room. He was playing basketball for 20 minutes that game um, against other players. And so shouldn't they not be able to play? Um, So anyway, just in short, it's all kind of BS. (laughs) It wouldn't be a Maybe Next Time episode without a tortured Charlie Savage uh, analogy. (laughs) Not tortured app. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Sorry. 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 Um, no, that was that was that was very good. Yeah, I think um, NFL is is unmasked, and and the NBA is is a masked, you know, rationalized version of the same thing. Right. Um. Okay. This dog. Come on. It's the 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 dog here is uh, no. Hold on. Sorry. We got dog trouble here, we got folks. Dog issues. All right. What maybe... kind of dog do you think uh, William has? Yeah. Send us a message. Maybe next time at gmail.com. God damn it. He keeps getting the bone. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, okay. Well, anyway, the lovely gnawing sound you hear in the background is <laughs> my mystery breed dog who we can't wait to hear what you think it might be. Um, chewing a an antler. Actually. Well, if it's any consolation, I can't hear it at all. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's a relief. Then it's just annoying me. Um, <laughs> okay, let's get into the the meat of this thing. I, I mean, we've we guess we've talked about the nets, but let's let's now really talk about the nets. Okay. Um, and the best way to do that is to. Listen to the two drops that I made this week. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get out my taxes here. Uh, Uh, Yeah, no problem. wait for the drops to end. (laughs) (laughs) Folks, get comfortable. Okay, maybe maybe pour yourself a drink. Get comfortable. Take off your shoes. Mm -hmm. Sit back. Just relax for a while, because I got not one, but two drops, and these puppies run on a while. And I think I'm going <laughs> to want to hear them at least once or twice. 
So anyway, we haven't made drops in a while. If anyone's interested, ages ago we did a drop episode where we produced like one for almost every player. Our friendship was was very much tested that day. But we did it. Um, all right. I've done one for DeAndre Jordan and one for Landry Shamit. Which do you want to hear first, Simon? Well, I've heard Landry, so I'd love to hear uh, DeAndre. Okay. The DeAndre is much worse. I'll, I'll be honest. And also, this will be playing through my cell phone because I don't know any better way of, <laughs> of getting it to you. But anyway, enjoy this, folks. Maybe you can hear it over my dog chewing an antler. And if you if you can tell me what what breed this dog is, I would actually genuinely appreciate it. I have no idea. Um, all right, you ready, listener yeah. and Simon? Okay. What was that you said, DeAndre? Okay. You get the point of the drop immediately, <laughs> and it's good, but then it just keeps going. It's six repetitions of Phil Collins, I'm not moving, I'm not moving. Okay, so the Landry Shamit one is a bit better, I think. Landry, there's really no easy way to say this. So in the original form that I created that, that went on for minimum 15 more seconds. <laughs> because there's about to be like a ba- uh, like a, a drum beat that comes into that song. And so I did yeah. it through at least one run through of that. It was, it was, it was dramatic for sure. But um, because I know that you give me grief about the length of these things, I tried <laughs> to keep it as brief as possible. <laughs> if people want to tell William how long a drop normally is, please send maybe next time at gmail.com. No, that those are fantastic, William. I'm glad the drops are back. I, I really enjoy them. I think the DeAndre one is just as good. Oh, really? Um, yes, I, I, I think they're both excellent. By the way, have you seen that we're it's, – it's amazing how closely um, – how, how much this sort of Nets history repeats itself. But you remember when, um, you know, Alan Crabb, we were experiencing the Alan Crabb um, uh, experience, and every so often he would string together, like, three decent games. And oh, yeah. Brian Lewis, God bless him, would throw Crabb a solid and say, like, he's on the upswing. And they would get quotes, and they would say, like, yeah, it didn't really change too much. I'm just kind of, you know, kind of simplifying my approach, but it's really all mental. That exact same thing is happening right now. Brian Lewis has a story out saying that Shamit is starting to, to come together because he's had like three or four not horrible games. I wouldn't describe any of them as good games, but I would describe them as if this is the way he had been playing, we would be fine with it. Um, and, uh, and he's saying the exact same things in his quotes. It's all mental, you know, you just got a confidence in your work, etc. Um, we can look forward to a lot more of this sort of mostly bad, occasionally good, punctuated by a story, uh, experience. So you're not buying that he's fully back. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. no, no. no. That's uh, a really no, I'm, catchy I'm, song. 
I think it's uh, uh, I think it's like TikTok famous or something like that. Okay, okay. You you can certainly tell me that, and I would have no way to verify it. Um, <laughs> I I totally believe that. Uh, yeah. Um. I I I don't believe it. I I think Shamit's a, another very very mentally fragile shooter. Uh, what if I told you, Simon? I think this is a great segue that RPM is finally out. Oh, I know it, baby. All right. So the real plus minus is finally out. There's enough statistical data on all 450 whatever NBA players that have logged any minutes this season for the RPM to go out. RPM is short for real plus minus. And the Nets, baby. They got four guys in the top 30, real Woo-hoo. plus minus. KD 17, Kyrie 19, Harden 23, and Joe Harris 27. But the reason why I wanted to transition to this, our fifth best guy, Simon, do you know who it is? Um, I don't. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> it's somehow Landry Shamit. Wow, so he's 187th. And this uh-huh. is 187th puts you well past the point when players have a positive RPM. Right. Um, yeah. So he is a negative 0.44, but he's our fifth best player. One, amazing that we have four guys in the top 30. No other team has four guys in the top 30. At best, I think another team has two guys in the top 30. We've got four of them. But pretty alarming that our next best guy is 187th and that it's Landry Shamit. It's not someone that you're like, oh, I thought they'd be better. Right. Um, right. <laughs> um, no, totally. It's very concerning. Did you see also that Karis Levert, old friend Karis Levert, is actually in the top 40 or something? He's on the first page. He's on the is. first page. Yeah, he, he sure is. Um, th- that's shocking. He was a, he was an RPM um, monster in a bad way, a bad monster. Yes, uh, he was never a, a darling of advanced metrics for sure. Yeah. Um, well, you know who else, Simon is not uh, is not uh, well. He's this is the the opposite. So Karis used to have pretty bad RPMs. You know who still has pretty bad RPMs? Who? DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan, yes. <laughs> so if you had to guess where he ranks in the in the four fifty ish NBA players, where would you guess? Three hundred. Three twenty six. Yeah. Yeah. He comes in with a negative two point two seven RPM. Uh and in the centers of all centers in the league. He ranks 54th. Yeah, and there's like 70 or something? There's about 70, yeah. And he, yeah, that's horrible, obviously. But I found it interesting also that it, almost all of the negativity, he might even be a slight positive defense, right? But it's really bad offense. Which, Which is surprising, is su- yeah, because surprising, that is, yeah. that is. I mean, you know, he has monster dunks routinely throughout the game. Yeah. Um, and as my drop suggests, he's immobile on defense. But his 54th ranking out of all centers puts him near the bottom of backup centers, which is uh, not too comforting since he's our starting and essentially only center. Um, but to contextualize what type of centers you see in the range we're talking about, DeAndre Jordan, 
the guy just ahead of him is Myers Leonard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, who basically doesn't play for the Heat um, because he's, he's really not very good. And behind him is a guy I, I'm quite confident you're not going to ever have heard of. Okay. Um, he's on Oklahoma City Thunder, and his name is Isaiah Roby. No, I don't know. Yeah. Couldn't, I, I know nothing about him either. But that's the sort of company that DeAndre Jordan, our $10 million man, is keeping right now. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's rough stuff. That ain't good, folks. Uh, but what is good, Simon, is a new segment that we have called Simon's Thoughts on All-Star Voting. Yes. Oh, I love this segment. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, I'd love to keep talking about the segment, but really it does feel like it'd be more appropriate to hand, hand it over to you. Sure. I, um, I, I appreciate it. So folks, um, this news is at this point a little bit old, but, um, if you haven't heard, Kevin Durant leads all vote getters, all NBA players in, in votes, um, for um, for to, to gain a starting spot on the All-Star team. Um, that includes LeBron James, who's close, but at least in the first round of, of voting, Kevin Durant reigns supreme, which is incredible. We should all sort of take a moment to realize that a player on the Nets is the leading vote-getter for All-Star votes. Um, secondly, it's kind of equally surprising to me. I mean, that that is mildly surprising. What I found quite surprising is that Kyrie Irving, for as much shit as he gets, and I, I guess I just need to get out of the um, the pundit um, stratosphere where Kyrie Irving is like the least popular person in the NBA. Um, he is a starter. Um, he, he is the leading vote-getter for uh, Eastern uh, guards. Um, uh, I believe. Let me double check that. But no, basically, he's, he's number one two. two. He's number two. He's Bradley number two. Beal's okay. number one. He's number two. Harden's number three. Right, and Harden, Harden, another guy who his entire fan base was in Houston. They're now they now hate him. Uh, you know, fairly justifiably. Um, and and so where is that guy getting votes? Yet he still is 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 third third bet. I mean, he's not getting it from Nets fans because they don't exist. Um, so <laughs> somewhat surprised by that. <laughs> I mean, he did win the MVP a couple seasons ago. He's a, he's a, he's a household name. He's a household name, but who's like, I mean, like all at the, at the point of all stars, like they're all household names. Have you voted? No, I haven't. I haven't. I need to triple. I'm waiting for another uh, triple your vote so I can get Bruce Brown in there. You got to vote early. You got to vote often, my friend. <laughs> I, I, know I think right. I'm single-handedly um, driving up D'Angelo Russell's vote count for this. Thing. Oh, excellent, excellent, William. He he needs to pick me up. <laughs> <laughs> Not going well in Minnesota this season. <laughs> I voted. I have voted three times thus far. Oh, wow. <laughs> and KD has gotten my vote each time, and Harden has gotten my vote each time, and Kyrie has gotten my vote at least one one of those times. Okay, okay. Yeah. 
I couldn't in good conscience vote for any other net. I guess maybe, you know, Joe Harris. Yeah, top 30, baby, in the RPM. Give it up. Yeah, and uh, leading the league are second highest three-point percentage in the league behind Gorgie Jang. And I have to imagine he's taking quite a few more three-pointers than Gorgie. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You can check my numbers on that, listeners, and uh, let us know. And also, when you're letting us know about Gorgie Jang's three-point attempts per game, uh, let us know what night of the week you'd like us to record this podcast. <laughs> and what breed uh, of dog yes. William's dog is. Yes. Uh, that's news I could use, folks. <laughs> um, we're going to be taking just a very brief break to record our other podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> But I think maybe we can get another couple quick things I wanted to hit on in okay. before we, we before we break. Quick headline of the week. Okay. Uh, this one from Nets Daily, Simon. Barclays Center lobbying for approval of sports betting in New York. Yes. Are you up or down on sports betting in New York? Well, here's the thing. I, I know intellectually that... When any sort of either legalizing or or further expanding gambling, that is purely an effort to tax the poor. Um, So, again, intellectually, politically, it is an abhorrent practice that I am against. From a person who likes a bit of gambling himself uh, and exclusively likes sports gambling, I don't really like other forms of gambling. I'll do a roulette every now and again. But sure. um, you're a craps but, guy, right? All, yeah, I don't understand craps, but but uh, but anyway, I love sports gambling. So in my heart, this is great news. I, in New York, I know we have a we're under time constraints, but folks should do their own research on this. But New York has a weird constitutional limit. Like in the Constitution, there's a weird provision that says like only seven. Um, gambling institutions or whatever can can actually have gambling, and so they, the state kind of has to work within this, you know, old timey ridiculous thing that's in the constitution. So we'll see what actually shakes out and what the what the sports gambling looks like. Um, but uh, you know, I'm from a from a brain dead sports fan perspective, very excited about it. <laughs> Same. I like to mostly reside in brain dead sports fan uh, <laughs> realm of existence these days. Uh, all right, final thing before we take it, just a really quick break. Um, a guy I've been thinking a little bit about, Simon, who I think the Nets could get for very, very little and could potentially be a very interesting and useful addition to the team mm-hmm. Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba. Yeah. <laughs> was that Mo Bamba to like the Seinfeld intro? What was going on? Yes, there? exactly. <laughs> hey, I got my shirt tucked into my denim jeans. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's that's an exciting thing. You saw we got Noah Vanley as, as well today, did you? I don't mean to scoop No, I didn't. Scoop you. 
I didn't. Yes, we signed Noah Vonley. Oh, okay. Uh, Instant reaction. What's what's your take on it? And then I'll give you my thought, very thought through take. <laughs> my thought is I looked through some of his stats and some of his RPM, et cetera, numbers from, from past years, and it's difficult for me to understand what he does. Like, he doesn't score points. He doesn't block shots. He doesn't really get that many rebounds. He's a net positive on defense slightly, but it's hard for me to understand what the appeal of a Noah Vonley is. Um, whereas like, even for a low end guy like, um, Pell, like, right. yes, he has limitations, but the guy blocks a shot every second he's on the court and fouls. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what more you need to know than that he was third team all Big Ten in 2014. That, <laughs> that for me, puts him on the Mount the Mount Everest of uh, sorry Mount Rushmore of <laughs> of <laughs> Nets bigs. Um, yeah, yeah. I I don't think I can I can say much beyond I've definitely heard his name before. Right, and that makes me intrigued yeah whereas yeah. i would say i definitely had never heard uh norvell pell's name before ever yes, uh, yes. but vonley is a name i have heard um and uh, a brief perusal of his wikipedia page confirms he is a professional basketball player he's been <laughs> on a lot of teams in very few years he was a lottery pick <laughs> number nine in the draft ah. Is he a Nick? Is that his I think original? he's been a Nick. Yeah, he's been a Nick. Spent some time with the Knickerbockers. Uh, drafted by the Hornets. They have a uh, a draft history that would <laughs> give anyone pause. Uh, Trailblazers, Bulls, Knicks, T-Wolves, and Nuggets. Yeah. That's uh, will be his seventh team in seven years. So. Hey, he's working on a Jeff Green kind of resume. <laughs> uh, okay, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back at you. Uh, welcome back, folks, from a very brief break. Simon, you wanted to talk Karis LeVert. Yes, so um, we didn't mention it last week. Apologies to Nets Nation for that. But uh, Karis LeVert, over the last two weeks, was uh, diagnosed with um, kidney cancer, um, which is very scary. Uh, and, you know, you know, I th- we're obviously very glad that he um, got that discovered. Um, truly, like the trade, as, as people have written, you know, may have actually saved his life. So that is good. But we just want to just want to make sure that, you know, um, that is said. He was, you know, a part of our Nets family for many, many years, including some lean years. And, uh, you know, um, sad news. But hopefully that's the the operation is the end of it. And uh, again, hopefully he can get back to his um, real plus minus king days yeah I, I i very much hope that i have no idea if there's a timetable for his return i haven't heard anything about that uh, but yeah you hope to see him out in a pacers uniform very very soon um simon do you mind if we pivot to stat station 
Uh, wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> choo choo. Okay, this is gonna be quick, and then we're gonna do a fun segment, and then maybe just call it uh, call it at that. Sounds good. Uh, the fun segment. Well, we'll we'll talk when we get there. Um, Stat station. This is called Team Stats Edition. Mm. So basically, all I did was go to the 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 team stats on NBA.com homepage, and do a uh, and searched for any occurrence of Brooklyn Nets just to, just to see if anything interesting came of that, because um, it it just shows the top five in a bunch of different categories. So, why don't I mention a few that sort of stood out? Okay. Uh, unsurprisingly, we are first in points per game at 121.5 mm-hmm. and third in offensive rating. So very on brand for this team. We also have the best field goal percentage in the entire NBA, 49.8%. That's insane. Hot. That is hot. <laughs> that is red hot. Um, and we are third in clutch wins. Hmm. Have you seen those stats? They, they put them up in the broadcast of how many points we average each fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah. We're, yes, I, 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 mean, I don't have them in front of me, but yes. So what do you think that that is indicative of? I mean, I, I think that's I, – I imagine it's just because by the fourth quarter, teams aren't really running like a bunch of complex sets. They're not really in their system. It's just – giving it to their best player and getting them to score. And we have three players who are extremely good at getting their own shots. Right. And, and oftentimes it is coming down to which team can outscore the other team at that point. So the octane is turned way, way up in that fourth quarter. Um, (laughs) On defense, a couple things stunned me simon one okay we're fourth in blocks per game wow at 5.9 blocks a game that seems insane right yep we have nutty we have really bad rim protection i would have thought i i would have thought so too although you know deandre gets a block or or so but i feel like our guards weirdly get and and durant get gets blocks as well yeah and bruce brown gets some scrapping scrapping blocks um and then i was thrown by this because it it appeared that the nets were fourth and loose balls recovered but then i noticed that the list was just alphabetical so Uh, it wasn't it wasn't loading right so then i clicked into it because i was like that doesn't seem right like i don't i doubt that we play with like the intensity to win a bunch of loose balls Right. Um, so guess where the Nets actually rank in loose balls recovered? Dead last. Yeah. How'd you know that? Because <laughs> as you said, we don't try. We are the least scrappy team in the entire universe. Yes. Yeah, so it is the least scrappy team I've ever seen. <laughs> so exactly. We are dead last in loose balls recovered with only 5.1 a game. Only four other teams average fewer than six like us. <laughs> So it's really, really quite bad. And the leader, Milwaukee, averages eight. So Wow. Bucks are doing something right. Anyway, that's all. That's my brief, brief stop at Stat Station this week, Team Stats Edition. Excellent. 
<laughs> yeah, I can tell Excellent. you. I can tell you're pretty engaged through a yawn or two. <laughs> Sorry, it's it's late. <laughs> it's a long day. No, I know, I know. We've all we've worked all day. We just recorded another podcast. Check it out. It's called "You Talking to Menu." Uh, menu. You talking to menu. Menu. M E N U. This, this is this has got me re-energized. Yeah, <laughs> talking about the other podcast <laughs> that we just recorded. Anyway, so much recording has been taking place today, but we're here. We're professionals, right, Simon? We're gonna yes, we're gonna get the job. We're done. gonna grind it out. Um, other things I have written down. Oh, uh, defense stat I heard from Kurt Goldberry. It's been going around. Every single NBA champion champion since 2002 has ranked 11th or better in defensive efficiency. Nets are very close to dead last. Uh, so that has all the pundits hand ringing. Can the Nets with their defense possibly have a chance at contending since it's basically uh, not happened in the last two decades? Simon? Can they? Not as presently constructed. Uh, I don't think. I mean, a war... Yeah, there's a couple of things. If I to the my most optimistic take is maybe once our stars and others start giving a shit, um, and get maybe get a few more of those loose balls, for example, uh, in the playoffs, mm-hmm. we we could be better. Like I do think our defense is probably a bit better than it's it looks. Yeah, but I don't think that even with that, even with these players giving a shit that's not going to get you into top 11 i don't think no i agree and the thing with that that 2002 outlier which was the lakers team yeah the year before that and the year after that it was part of their their three peep Mm -hmm. the year before that they had like the second best defense and the year after it they had the seventh so to me that just sounds like they had the defensive personnel in place. They just didn't try very hard in the regular season. So in the playoffs, they were able to turn it back on to something, you know, more something closer to their second or seventh ranking. Whereas I don't think on any universe, if, if all the guys on this team were trying to get more loose balls or, you know, put in the effort every night, um, I just don't see them having the defensive personnel to creep up even into a top 10 situation. Yeah, I agree. Which is uh, a little disconcerting. That said, you know, they might have the best offense of all time. So let's hope. Um, Fun segment. We didn't come up with a fun segment this week, did we? (laughs) No, but I thought you had one. Of course I don't have one. You always think of them. Oh, I thought you you were just promising our listeners that we had a fun segment. I was hoping one would come to us. (laughs) <laughs> uh let's let's uh, um, what, what net what net would you most want to go to tampa bay with since tampa bay just won the oh, super good. bowl and that's where the super bowl was hosted so which net would you like to spend time in tampa florida hmm uh i'm gonna say Timothy Lawawu Cabarro. Ooh. Um, I want to talk to him about. I feel like he's the the Tampa Bay of basketball players. In that people have heard of Tampa Bay, they kind of have a sense of maybe what it's like. But if you peel back the layers just a bit, you're like, what is Tampa Bay? How big is it? 
who lives there? Why is it a bigger city than normal? You don't know anything. And I feel the same way about TLC. I really do not know what that guy's game is. I don't really know if he's actually good at defense. He doesn't really shoot three-pointers that well, but he kind of does. He goes on hot streaks. He's just a mysterious guy. He's, Tampa uh, to me is a, he was, I heard on the broadcast the other day, he was drafted in the first round. Oh, which I didn't realize. It was late first yeah, round, but still, he was a first round pick. That surprised me. So yeah, he is a mystery, much like, much like Tampa, which I went to a wedding in and uh, did not enjoy the city much. I got to be honest with you. Um, hmm. But yeah. anyway, that said, I would like to revisit the city, Simon, with Nick Claxton. Ah, sure. I personally am very curious uh, what his injury status is, uh, how he's feeling, how the recovery is going. You know how, like, every every couple days during Kevin Durant's recovery, there'd be, like, a leaked video of him catching a football. Yeah, right. (laughs) You know, crossing over Dinwiddie something. Uh, You don't get a lot of – there's not a big cottage industry of Nick Claxton uh, rehab videos. No, he, um, I did see that Nash today said something like no sooner than three weeks um, will he be available to, to, to play. I have so much faith that he is going to be good when he does finally get to play. (laughs) When he's done missing half the season. Exactly. Uh, anyway, that was an ex- a thrilling uh, segment. But listeners, if you have a more thrilling segment for next time, send it in. Yeah, and Maybe tell, next tell time. us w- exactly what what theories of executive power do you think the NBA <laughs> falls under? <laughs> Got to get back to the savage. <laughs> uh, okay, Simon, our upcoming schedule. We have a. a Relatively for this jam-packed um, season, a relatively light schedule this week. We just have, sorry, we just have three games, mm-hmm. uh, back-to-back Tuesday, Wednesday, Pistons, Pacers, and then on Saturday we we face the Warriors for a second time. And I think we'll have KD back by then if they, if the NBA doesn't come up with some other arbitrary excuse for not uh, letting them on. Oh, I actually heard a good conspiracy for why the Lakers haven't had. Uh, a single player missed time for COVID this season. Oh, what what is that? They've all gotten the vaccine. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Like LeBron rolled into camp and was like, "Yo, I've got the I've got the vaccine for everyone. Let's do it." <laughs> that would be that would be a scandal. That would be a scandal for sure. Um, okay, so anyway. We've got those three games. Pistons, worst team in the East. They play up, though. The scary thing about them, they play up to good teams. So they beat the Lakers once. Like, every team they've won is a good—they beat the Sixers once. Every team they've—they've—every—they have, like, five or six wins. And every time they win, it's against a a much better team. So I'm a little worried about that one. Yep. Uh, Pacers, uh, a bit of a losing streak. So— you know, let's hope that that continues for them. And then the Warriors, you know, they're still they're, they're still not very good. But Steph Curry is liable to go off for like 230 points any given night. Um, by the next time we record, where do you think we're going to be? How many? What do you think the record in these three games is going to be? 
I'm feeling optimistic, William. I think we're going to rip off three straight. One, two, we're three. We're going to be 17 and 11. Perfect. Love it. Maybe edge out the Bucks for second place in the East? That's right, baby. Although, you know, I was thinking about this. I actually, if the if the standings were frozen right now, I would be okay with where the Nets are in, in third because we would play the Hawks in the first round, and then if we advance past them, which I think we would, we would play the Bucks, who I actually think we match up better with than say a team like the Sixers, um, the Celtics, or certainly the Sixers. But I mean, even like a lower seeded team like this, like the Celtics, I'm more worried about. If you can believe that, right? What about like a Heat? Yeah, yeah, I would still rather play the Heat. Okay, I'm I'm worried about like the Sixers, that sort of, or even like the Raptors. I would be more scared of. Now they could very easily end up in the sixty. Anyway, this is all I'm getting beyond the point. But my point is, I feel like if you finish top three, as our buddy Tim said, you should be okay. Okay. Well, I love that optimistic note to leave things on. I think they're going to win all three too, Simon. Um, would you encourage anyone who's listened to this point to review and rate us? Yes, please rate and review us um, if that review is a five-star review. Um, I don't necessarily want to encourage people who are upset with what they've heard to review us. Um, But I can't stop you, admittedly. Um, Well, depends what sort of executive power you seize for yourself. that's, That's true. That's very true. And, it, and if you if you me. assemble if you if you assemble a team of rivals around you to hash it out in a painstakingly legalistic manner, or whether you take a more brazen approach yeah, and right. simply grab power by the nutsack, that is exactly right. So leave us a positive review, or we'll drone strike you. Um, <laughs> um, just kidding. Um, we won't do that. We don't have the power to do that. Um, but, um, both Democrat and Republican presidents do. Okay. Uh, let's, (laughs) let's move on, but please, yes, send it, give give us your reviews, um, uh, on your, your iTunes or your, what is it? Apple podcast. Now, wherever you get your podcast, leave a review, please. Five stars. We really would appreciate it. We really, really would. And Simon, it has been great catching up. I think we've both earned a little break from screens for a while, <laughs> by which I mean, I'll stop staring at my computer screen and we'll start staring at my TV screen. Probably. <laughs> because it's 2021. Motherfucker. Oh yeah. Um, okay. Well, it's been great, uh, talking with you. I'll talk to everyone next week. We'll go ahead and, uh, see ya. Uh, next time. I was tired of my lady. We'd been together too long. Like a worn out recording of a favorite song. So while she lay there sleeping, I read the paper in bed. Columns, there was this letter I read. If you like Pina Colada.